I'm Victor Brooks, and welcome back to the Victor Brooks Show Facebook Live Quarantine Series. And you know, I'm a step ahead this time because uh, I'm going to start my watch party now before I get to talking, you know, and I'll forget. But I, I, I encourage you to do the same. Let's start those watch parties, y'all. And uh, so many of you all have been uh, uh, emailing us since we, we started the promo of uh, our guest today, the one and only legendary uh, Miss Patty Henley. And here we go. I think my watch party has begun. And yes, I'm hitting it now. And uh, we're going to... Yep, I see you. Look at you lining up already. What's happening, everybody? Dwayne Anderson. Hey, fam. Good to see you. Uh, today, like I said, the world is, is, is showing up today. We have our people over in Saint-Denis, France at uh, 17 at 7. Merci beaucoup. Thank you so much for taking your time as much as you do, even with the time change, you know, to, uh, to join us, to come and get some of this positivity on you, y'all. We also have uh, the Bossa Nova uh, uh, Bureau there out of Rio de Janeiro, who's joining us through their interpreter today, Brother Desio Caramasio is interpreting and putting it together for us today. Uh, our sister, Salima Nimoy, what's happening, girl? You know our journalistic old school positivity posse member. I love you, Salima. And don't forget her book, um, uh, Since I Lost My Baby on Amazon. Remember when she did her episode, how in incredible that story, her, her compilation of stories um, that, 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 that her book encompasses with her life. Powerful book and much congratulations, Salima, on what's continuing to happen on Amazon with you over there. So y'all keep coming in, keep lining up there with us today, y'all. And uh, I, I, before we really kick off, I have to, 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 to reiterate that uh, our episodes on Facebook starting between tonight and in the morning, the old episodes are going to start coming off of the Facebook page. Um, and what we will keep on are the, uh, the, the shows that we do on Sunday will be there until Thursday of that week, and then they will be uh, taken off as well. And we're going to start funneling to that YouTube channel, as well as our building of the XOTV channel that we're putting together, basically because of the different types of, uh, of, of engagements that we can do, because the audience, y'all, is growing. Our positivity posse around the world is growing, and that's nothing but a blessing, as we know. Um, that, you know, I was telling Wendy and our guest, Ms. Patty, before we came on, that we, you know, when we started this mission, it was, it was literally just to engage each other, to talk to each other amongst ourselves because of this virus that put us on pause, you know, an encouragement to each other, a check-in, you know, like Larry, our brother Larry Dotson of the Bar Case does his thing, you know, the love check every Friday he does. But it was in a way basically the same thing. We just wanted to check on each other and remind each other uh, amongst ourselves that, hey, y'all, let's count these blessings. I know this is crazy right now. I know none of us were expecting to have this uh, part of our life, this ingredient as a part of our life. But uh, we said, let's, let's start bringing it to social media, you know? And um, we know we're not CBS, we're not TV One, we're not the big boys, but we are those with a passion for this mission of positivity to give it to somebody else, to be a vessel as best we can through our ups and downs in life, you know? And we can't, as we say, we can't judge nobody. We all been there, done that in our own way, but we're here, we're able to talk to each other, we're able to see each other, we're able to love on each other, you know? And the people over our episodes that have joined us, that have given their journey, their stories, oh my God, you know? It's been a blessing of encouragement and today, Today, the first day of this month of, of, of tribute and dedication to women and womanhood, y'all know we've had some incredibly strong and dynamic women on this show who I'm just proud to say they took the time to spend their time with us in our Positivity Posse, y'all. So uh, don't forget, we're going to start taking off those, uh, those episodes on our Facebook page 
but go ahead and start subscribing to the Victor Brooks Show YouTube channel, please. Come on over there and let that page start growing with that, that, that flame of positivity that we started and will continue to do here on Facebook as well. Oh, yeah, we're going to be here on Facebook with you every Sunday. But those episodes are going to be there on YouTube starting um, actually next week. So with no further ado, I want to bring on one of our personal dynamic powerhouse queens as well, the incredible Wendy Vaughn. Wendy, come on on here, please, and join me. How you Hello. doing? Hello, everybody. I am doing wonderful, Uncle Vic. How are you? I'm, I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world. I love it. So what's your positivity for today? My positivity for today is that I am closer. I'm right here now in North Carolina. And above the positivity of just waking up this morning, putting my feet on the floor and walking and counting those blessings the way yes. I'm able to be closer to my 96 year old grandmother today, you know? That's wonderful. The precautions of being taken care of, but that's a positivity on top of it. Yes, I love that. I love that you would mention her because this morning as I was getting ready, I was thinking about my grandmother too funny enough now both of my grandmothers have gone on but my dad's mother is who left us the home that we're staying here in los angeles she she loved the fact that she had two granddaughters who were lausd teachers and you know about you know she just said oh i got two teachers in the family you know so that's mama vaughn for you so that's cool <laughs> such a queen in her own right you know oh yeah and she's, for, she's for real you and your sisters you all from the queen wanda your mama herself that torch has passed and i'm yeah. so proud of you all. oh you wine with you know thank you thank you so much yeah everybody's over here so well you know how that is we always say the brooks family is is our East Coast or, you know, Southeast, you know, Bond family and, and, and vice versa over here. Because when we met you all, it was like meeting true family that you just got separated at birth. <laughs> this is what, 1985. And this wow. Is yeah. Who do we have today with these shout outs? I cannot wait. We have Patty Henley with us today. I okay. know. <laughs> oh my God. You know, we got... Brenda Lieger is on watching. We have, we, we definitely, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, that is her girl. We got mom from the emotions, Wanda Vaughn, uh, giving her best love to Patty, giving her So I'm just, I, I got, I got text and I have my uh, watch party folks. We got T Williams who joined us saying, hey, hey there T, good to see you today. So yeah, we got Wyan, of course, in the house. She's over there always giving her love. So, you know, we just having a ball. You know what, before we get to our two, and, and I wanna let our people know too, we're gonna start doing you all. And thank you for sending those emails to us, Positively Posse, uh, when we said, hey, let us know who you are. Let us know what your artistic expression is. Let us know what you're doing. What is your positivity that you want to share to the world? And, um, and you, you're doing it. And today we want to kick off and we're going to have this segment every top of the show where we're going to give to you and bring to you uh, some of these people who are putting their, introducing themselves to us and so we can introduce to you and we can know what they're doing. But before we kick that off, I have to give an, you know, another incredible, um, I just got this word this morning, Wendy, that there is a, she is considered the gospel Hammond B3 queen of gospel organist turning 80 years old uh, next week. And I'm sorry, I'm the 21st, but she's out of Baltimore, Maryland. Miss oh. Gloria Thompson is her name. We, my, she, I'm friends of my mom and dad. She, my dad's from Baltimore. But Miss Thompson's story is incredible. When we mentioned ML King and the rallies and that signature gospel Hammond B3 sound. Yes. That is there. Miss Gloria Thompson through that I-95 
Okay, that's who she is. And y'all, she's got an album coming out. What? On the 21st, she's, she's making her album at 80 years old, released on her birthday uh, of March 21st. And a big shouts to my boy, Walt Hardy, for, for connecting us into that and letting us know what Miss Gloria is doing. Uh, we're going to keep you posted, y'all. We're going to do a countdown to Miss Gloria. <laughs> I would love, oh, I can't wait to hear that. It reminds me that putting out her first album, if I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, at 80, it just goes to show you, like, when Miss Marla told us, it's never too late. That's right. Marla. Right? Oh, that's awesome. Well, well, who do we have first, girl? What are we doing? You know we have Mr. Cardell Rawlings in the house. He's Let's in go the ahead. He's in the house. Can we, can we let him in? Let's bring him in, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the young man we've been telling you about out of North Carolina, also in Japan, Mr. Cardell Rollins of Seven Digits Two Commas. Cardell, please join us on camera when you can, because we want the positivity posse. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, we yes, have, sir. first of all, thank you for joining us and taking your time to come on here today. And yes. as you know, Uncle Vic and Wendy have been blowing you and what you've been doing up ever since we've started, man. Your family here is proud of you, brother. Tell us about Seven Digits Two Commas. So Seven Digits Two Commas is essentially a millionaire's mindset where you make the complex things simple. Keep things real down to earth and live by Imply a motto where you take risks, take chances, and see solutions for others see problems. Just a message that, to yourself every day to constantly be better. Yeah. Like <laughs> right on, that. man. Come on. And now let me ask you something. You're not 30 yet. What gave you this passion, brother? Because, and I have to be honest, Joe, this is family right here. I've known this young man since he was high, knee high. <laughs> and he's always had this sense of individualism that I've respected. And now to see what you're doing at the age you are now, what made this a passion for you, Cardell? Cardell, can you hear um, us? Quite honestly, yeah, am I here with you guys? I apologize. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're here. Go right ahead. Okay, okay. Yeah, I apologize, but I think that something happened with the connection. But honestly, what inspired me was honestly the people I had around me constantly in my, in my corner, like between family members and friends and the extended family. People always was pretty innovative in their own creative measures. So just having that constant reminder of a different avenue that I can pretty much pursue anything that I wanted to because I had plenty of resources. So honestly, having the people around me really motivated me and shaped me who I am today. <laughs> That is, so, man, that is so cool. I just have to give you your map props. I was just watching a podcast the other day with a, a, a billionaire. He, he, um, he became a billionaire after 50 and he had a really different type of lifestyle growing up and had even had a battle with drugs and his mindset. It wasn't until he got into around his 45 out of recovery and then 50s where he really started to implement that 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 millionaire mindset so the fact that that's what your whole brand is about at such a young age man that's inspiring you know but and, and that's the key if you got the right mindset then you can continue to go get them you know that's awesome that's right cardell Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah. You know, I know the service is there, but we're just going to continue to shout this love to you, man. Keep up what you're doing. And you're also bicontinental. You're in Japan as well as yeah. here in the U.S. As far as I know, you're also teaching in Japan. So you <laughs> get your bilinguistical thing kick it off, you know, which is a, a beautiful concept as well. We just want to let you know that we're proud and your family here at the Positivity Posse, brother, has got your back. We want to let you please let us know where we can stay in contact, where we can we can purchase the merchandise. Uh, let us know the websites, everything that we need to know, and we'll keep pushing it through our media as well. Let Absolutely. 
Where you go, brother? So in terms of the brand and shopping measures, um, I have pages on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, pretty often I may keep you updated with uh, new products and new things coming in the near future. And I also provide like a motivational cue, like uh, some things to get you on your mind and get you thinking midday, maybe the motivation. Um, uh, pretty often for. I may keep you updated with. In terms of that, it's just been amazing. So, yeah, you can check out the brand page at www.7digit2commas.com and it should provide you with everything. If you have any complications, um, pretty available on Facebook and Instagram as well, too. So, and you, of course, can hit us up and we can always connect you for anybody who isn't able to find the information. Seven digits, two commas. You can definitely hit up the Victor Brooks show and we'll connect you. That's right. Much love and much respect to my family and Tobacco Row, Brother T. Everybody, much love. We love you, man. Keep up the work, brother. Thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Bye. All right. Wendy, is that out of sight? Or that right? was out of sight. We have one more quick shout out on location. On location. And on location today, we have the CEO and founder of Wava Life, Mr. Warren Vaughn, coming to us, coming to us live. Now, I know that he's going to be connecting from okay. his phone. So, right. Wyanna was, oh, there we go. <laughs> There we go, audio connecting. That's right. We had to be masked up because he is in the public. Oh, so this the is, media thing is beautiful, man. This is wonderful to show you all what technology is allowing us to do during this quarantine. We're, we're, we're giving the positivity. We're shouting out some of our family and young Black men doing it out here. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. So Warren Vaughn is, I see he's connecting. Wava Life, just so you know, is a probiotic company, and it got its start out here in Los Angeles, California. It's in many farmers markets now. He grew from just being in four farmers markets to now being in seven all over Los Angeles. And he's um, you can find him at the Palisades Farmers Market on Sundays. That's where he's calling from today. And I know that he also is actually in, he's live in action right now. He has customers, he's out there that he's wanting to give us, but if you can see, I'm a spotlight this screen so that everybody can actually see what it is. Oh Kombucha, Tapache Jun. That's him actually doing his sales, you know? So like, this is called hustling and he wanted to be a part so badly today and just give everybody a shout out to let you oh. know at Wava Life is where you can find him on Instagram. You guys must check this young brother out. Yes, he is my brother, but he's also doing just amazing things. And it's for health. What he's doing boosts our immune system, which is so important. If no other time, definitely during this COVID-19 time, y'all. So we're going to say thank you, Warren. I don't know if you can hear us. We love you, brother, so much. Love you, man. Love your mask. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Warren. Okay. Oh, y'all. See, Wendy, it, this is what it's all. This is all we want to do, isn't it, Wendy? Just Absolutely. Bringing it together, bringing this good vibe. When anybody tunes in, and y'all positivity posse, when you take your time to join Wendy and I, oh, this is what it's about. Yeah. You know, what it's about. Absolutely. Well, I know we're going to get on to the show. I'm going to let you read that amazing bio on our legendary soul sister, Miss Patty Henley. Can't wait That's for right. this interview. That's right. You'll be right back with us, Wendy. Please come back because this is going to be fantastic. Ooh, I will. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. And I still see you lining up and I can feel the smiles. I can feel it, y'all. Uh, don't let anybody tell you that positive energy is not real. It's real. You don't have to see it. You can feel it. Um, you know, what is that they say? You know, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. You know, I ain't no preacher. Far from it. But uh, yeah, I guess you could say I was trained up in a way, right? And, and it, it, it's still with me. And I feel, especially today with our guest that we have, Miss Patty Henley, y'all. Check this out. Patty is a veteran vocalist, songwriter, playwright, and actress. She has supplied vocal accompaniment for many artists, live and in studio. Michael Bolton, 
Jerry Butler, Diana Ross, Tower of Power, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, James Brown, Roberta Flack, Aretha Franklin, and a 30-year roadshow run with Motown's legend, Smokey Robinson. A solo performer in her own right, she stars in a one-woman show, in, in a couple of one-woman shows, Sing America and Lift Every Voice. She currently tours with the acting company's Paul Morse Productions, and we tell stories. Patty is artist in residence at the Los Angeles Music Center, performing the role of Harriet Tubman in LA, Orange, and Ventura counties schools. She, along with singer-songwriter songwriter Brenda Lee Ager, our queen, Positivity Posse, are the subject of a documentary called Soul Sisters about their lives and involvement in the civil rights movement in Chicago. Together, Patty and Brenda have, a, have created a live stage show called Friends Like You and Me. Patty was writer, producer, director for the plays we Were There, a civil rights bio. And we sing Della, which was performed at Harris Resort, Atlantic City, chronic chronicling the life of the late actress and songtress, Minister Della Reese. Patty, along with several other Hollywood actresses, can be heard as voiceover on Courage for Fire, audio Bible. Most recently, <laughs> she wrote and produced the Black History presentation for Upchurch that premiered Sunday, February 28th, upchurch.org. Also, www.soulsistersofficial.com. Please check that out. Upchurch.org, piperettes.weebly.com. -E -E Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to bring to you the queen herself, soul sister, Miss Patty Henley, to the Victor Brooks Show. Miss Patty, are you there? And when do you come on out here with us too, please? How are you, Miss Patty? I'm excellent today. How are you? Oh, I'm on top of the world. I'm trying not to bust through this screen with this energy today. Hey, Wendy. Hey, good to see you both again. Oh, yeah. Auntie, you look beautiful. That's what I was saying earlier. I just love your beautiful smile and your beautiful hair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, today, as many as we've been promoting, it's the first episode of, of course, our month of March tribute to women and womanhood. And, you know, like Wendy and I were saying, we've been blessed to have some incredible women join us in episodes in the past. And we thank you for taking your time to come and join that roster of what it is. I want to start with what I saw when we just mentioned here, the upchurch.org clip and presentation that, that you sent me, Ms. Patty. That was incredible. Please tell us about that project. Well, uh, wait, my phone is acting strange. Right? I'm trying to turn it off. Um, I am a member of Upchurch. Upchurch uh, was founded by Della Reese. Uh, she was my minister uh, uh, until her uh, home going. And uh, it's now ministered by two beautiful young women, uh, the Reverend Sherry James, who is the senior minister, and the Reverend Cherie Thompson, who is the assistant. And so every year we do a Black history presentation of some sort. And usually it's at church, you know, live. And so since we couldn't do it this year and because of COVID, we have, we're doing virtual worship. And so everything we do, we pre-record and then we put it up, right? So my son, Cam Talbert, and myself produced this uh, last piece uh, on this past Sunday. And it was just an absolute joy, intense, a lot of uh, investigating and study and all that. But uh, it was our presentation from Upchurch and all of the members that, all of the people that you saw on there, uh, singing, I should say, were members of the worship team. And then many of the other members were just friends and relatives and folk that said yes. Mm. Yes, that's the word. I got you. That means that. And you know what, Wendy? That we were talking before, that performance that you and Brenda did of, I believe, the it's original song called One World that you and Brenda, but the performance of that 
I mean, it, it, it's and one thing about this show, people know we we give it up. We believe in giving those flowers. We believe in giving that. If you touched our heart, we're gonna tell somebody now. And that performance touched us. That Thanks. song, One World. My, I mean, we, my goodness, One World, One People, One Love. That's you right. <laughs> we wrote that. We wrote that song. Um, a little bit after we received an award from the uh, the New Thought community. I can't remember the name of it, but the Walden Award, yes. Oh. And shortly after that, we just started saying, you know, we've got to give, we've got to give more, we've got to do more, we've got to say more. And we were also putting together the play that we wrote together, Brenda Liegra and I, we wrote this play together and called Friends Like You and Me. And so it's a part of the play that we're doing. It's also a part of the documentary that's uh, being done. Absolutely love that. You know, one of the questions that I had, because I know you all through my mom, you know, and that that legacy, but now learning. So I call you guys aunties, basically <laughs> learning of your careers and all of these amazing uh, contributions to artistry, to politics, activism, things that you've done in that in that realm. I'm just going to ask questions like I'm just a little kid. So forgive me if it sounds like that. That's quite all right. <laughs> When when you and Auntie Brenda, Brenda Lieger, when you both met, and, and how did you get into doing what you're doing now? Like, were you ever a group together? Actually, yes. Um, Brenda's from Mobile, you know, down there in, uh, in the South. And <laughs> I'm from Chicago, where your mama's from, right? Yeah. And um, in Chicago, Jesse Jackson had been appointed by Reverend uh, Martin Luther King to arm, to head the economic arm of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Mm -hmm. And so he named it Operation Breadbasket, thusly meaning bring the bread into the neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. And so within that group, he had a hundred voice choir. We had a 21 piece orchestra. And what he did, what Reverend Jackson did was he pulled four of us out of the choir. It was me, Brenda, uh, Susan Conway and Dolores Scott. And so we became this group called the Piperettes. We were named the Piperettes because the guy who was the uh, conductor of the band, his name was Ben Branch. And Dr. King dubbed him the Pied Piper of Freedom. Thusly, we were called the Piperettes, which we hated that name at that time. <laughs> but we became the Piperettes. And so we would, he would take us, Reverend Jackson would take us when he couldn't take the choir, which was often, and we would travel with him around the country when he would set up meetings for uh, campaigns because we were very active in uh, helping to elect the very first African-American mayors and congressmen. Mm -hmm. And so we went to New Jersey and to Cleveland where the first uh, African-American mayor was elected, Carl Stokes. We helped him get elected. We went to hospital strikes. We marched, we picketed, we sang. All while we were doing that, we sang on flatbed trucks out there in the ring, saying, get out and vote and singing in between. Yes. And, and we did all that. And uh, that's how Brenda and I met. And um, the, the story, you know, Brenda worked with Jerry Butler for several years and she sang a song called Ain't Understanding Mellow. Yes. And that was, it just so happened that that song was written by my baby's daddy, my husband at the time. Uh, Homer Talbert, and it, it just was all mixed up in there, right? I love it. So I, I did the demo for that song for her <laughs> in my living room, right? We still had cassette tapes, and uh, and so she went on to do that with Jerry, and and uh, Homer and I moved out here to California, and Brenda followed maybe a year or so later. And then we continued our career on. But that's how we began. We began mm -hmm. in Chicago. That's how we met each other. And then we've had a 50-year friendship. Look at that. 50-year sisterhood. Look at that. Now, you know what? That's the true meaning of soul sisters to me. Yeah. You know? And I mean, just the, the history of it. You, your, your involvement in activism, Miss Patty, uh, that you just broke down to us. First of all, much respect and thank you for being one of those pioneers, you know, who through, through those, a lot of people do understand, but for those who may not, artists played a very important role mm -hmm. in activism during that time. 
and you being one of the starch members of that artistic community. When you look back, Miss Patty, at that and then now, what goes through your mind of maybe the accomplishments, uh, the, the sacrifices that were made at that time, and then the present day now? How do you feel about that's interesting? That's a question that I asked in my piece there that we did uh, Sunday. Um, and the answers were very varied, you know, and I and my answer would be that everything that we did during that period of time was unnecessary. It was um, vital and it had a major impact on how we're all living our lives today. Yes. Because I, I, I say I remember when there were, there was no black people in politics to speak of, perhaps on some local levels, but not much then either. And so now, uh, uh, and, and then we went and did this campaigning and we did this picketing and walking and all of this and changed some of the laws so that we could get some of our black politicians in and so forth. Now today we have a larger number is still not in equal proportion, but it is larger, much larger. And that couldn't have happened if we had not done what we did then. So the same sort of uh, um, things that they're doing to, uh, to not get our votes, uh, to count our votes out, they did back then as well. They tried to, uh, you know, we were redlined in neighborhoods, that is, and we were, uh, uh, we were, affected in, in, a, in a negative way to uh, not be able to vote. So those things have, have happened. Although they're still happening, we cannot let the ball drop. We have to continue. And I am very proud of the young people today, Black Lives Matter and all of the other groups that support them because they're picking up the torch and they're carrying it on. And I'm hoping and praying and claiming and knowing that this is a turning point, a tipping point where some people are hearing us that have never heard us before in a way, not just the superficial stuff, you know, Martin Luther King, George Washington Carver, you know, all those big people that we've already known, but to understand the, all the different paths of life that we have been, uh, uh, um, we've, we've had second class citizen in as far as housing, as far as finance, as far as education, as far as health care. All of these things have been things that we have received the second hand from. Now they're coming to light and other people are seeing them. It's not like uh, they can say we're making up stories now or oh, it's not really that bad. No, it has been. But the wonderful part is you have people like Stacy. Abrams and Kamala Harris and all of those people, uh, uh, Cory Booker and all of these people that are continuing to fight, regardless of what it looks like, they're continuing to fight. Come on now. Wendy? I love that. You know, I, well, when, when you say continuing to fight, I think that what would you say to people who think if you're not fighting in the listen to me kind of way, which there's a place clearly for that. Absolutely, it is. And it Absolutely. looks different. Different people have different ways of fighting. Well, you know, this, this is very interesting, too, because uh, when you get to talking about reparations and so forth, I have a friend who is that is her walk in life. And that is what she has been called to do. Mm -hmm. And it weighs heavy on her. You know, but it is she has taken that that mantle and she's she's really fighting for it. And so when you say fight, there is a job that's out there for everybody. There is something that everyone can do. If you can't march, then you can give money to to, to causes that seem to be uh, helping helping the cause. Um, it, you can write letters to your politicians. Yeah. Uh, you can read, especially those who consider themselves allies. Uh, Allies are people that we've always had. We've always had allies, but now it's like there's been an explosion uh, that is educating people beyond what they are, their wildest thoughts could have been about what we have been experiencing all this time. Right. And so they're seeing the inadequacies and they want to help, you know, and I, I think it's a good thing. And so a lot of my friends say, well, you know, it's not my job to educate them. You know, they need. And, and I understand that because we's tired. 
you know. Right. We've right. Had, we've had to fight this and against people who didn't even want to try to understand what was really going on for real, but maintained our position. And so what I tell people, young people today who think perhaps it's, you know, the fighting thing is that before we did any march, before we did any picketing or fighting or protesting, we prayed. You would see Dr. King on his knee. You would see Reverend Jackson on his knee. And so sometimes people say, you know, the phrase, you think my kind, you take my kindness for weakness. Some people think prayer is a weak angle to go from, but I am one who believes in the power of prayer. So mm -hmm. I know that if we collectively, and that was a major function of the old time civil rights movement, mm -hmm. is that we sang songs, we prayed, we did whatever it was to arm ourselves so that we could go in there and have that feeling of non-resistance so that right. we could, uh, even though they, they beat us and they put hoses on us and dogs and so forth, we could still stand up and go for it and do what was needed to do. Mm, mm, Come on, Miss mm, Patty, you know mm, what? First mm. of all, thank you. And once again, thank you for your, for your journey. Um, you know, when, while you were talking, it took me back to the, the stories of my, of, of my parents and, and those who uh, grew up around with the similar um, uh, thoughts and, one th and, and experiences. And one thing that I just noticed in your talk right at this is that that fire is still there. That dedication is still there mm -hmm. on behalf of us on behalf of the community, on behalf of the future. I, and while you were talking, it made me think, when you see young artists like that, incredible Amanda Gorman, who gave her poetry, um, and, and then you look, when you watch her and you listen to her, what, what went through your mind? Maybe not even just with Miss Gorman, but with all other, and as we say on this show, we love to keep our fire under our young artists. We tell them, say what you got to say. We need your voice. We need your songs. But what went through your mind when you heard her at that time? Well, she said it in one of one of her lines when she said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really paraphrasing, but she said something about how marvelous and amazing it was that a skinny black girl, ancestor, whose ancestors were slaved, raised by a single white a swing single black mother is able to stand on the Capitol steps and to speak her voice, to, 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 uh, to speak her words, her mind. And I was so bursting with pride and I'm, I'm very proud of all of them because uh, I was their age at that time. The age that they are now was the age I was then when I was doing what I was doing. And I've talked to several of my friends who walked with us many days there. And we're of a certain age now. All of us are not as active as we used to be, but there still is that fire, like you said, because we know that the journey is not over. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel that it's that the activism of modern day is just as productive as then? Yes. I do. Um, time will, will tell, though, how consistent and what the longevity of it will be, because this is we're at the point now where we have to we cannot change people's hearts. Mm -hmm. So we have to change the law. And this is what we had to do when we had the Montgomery bus strike. I was a girl then, but still uh, the laws were changed because of the money. And so I think that there are people, there are smart people now that are figuring how to follow that money and to do every little thing that we possibly can that will force make them do the right thing. And it looks like it's through law. It's looked like it's through legislation. And we're going to have to have some smart people in there uh, figuring that out. Gotcha. Thank you, Jeff Brooks. I'm, people are throwing their comments. I know. <laughs> That, that came from Jeff Brooks, my, out of Columbia, Maryland. That was like, you know, wanted to know. But Wendy, let me ask you something. I'm watching your face as you hear your Aunt Patty talk. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at a mantle, so to speak, a uh, 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 baton. I'm sorry, not a mantle, a baton, so to speak. Now, Wendy, you, you and Wyann are the emotions. The incredible, my big sis Wanda, right? I mean, mm -hmm. doing that. Thing. When, and I want to go to the artistry of Miss Patty now. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm watching your face, Wendy, mm. while you're seeing and listening to Miss Patty Henry right now, knowing that not only through her activism of social of social justice and equality, what she went through, um, also her artistry. What's going through your mind watching and listening right now? Mm. I I'm listening to her, and I'm li I mean, she's literally walking walking history. I, in listening to Michelle Obama's book a couple years ago, she talked about Jesse Jackson. And I, now I'm figuring out, wait, you were who she was watching. I'm like blown away. I'm like Googling, trying to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> and that's that kid part of me that is just constantly being educated. And then to know she's a monster singer. I mean, when we uh, were in, 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 in a party setting with our dear friend, Salima, and everybody was back there singing little bits and she went to sing something and it was like, whoa. And I mean, I don't know if you want to say something now, but no, I actually got a little, I got, I got a little snippet of something that I wanted to surprise you with. Oh, okay. I don't know if you would be, uh, uh, if we have a second kid, can we cut to a little video? Please. Oh, if it's all right with Miss Patty. It's is it a I don't, know what, I don't know what it is. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me share this. This actually came from Salima. Ah. Let me make sure I got this over here. And you, you can educate us on, on what this is. But oh my God. That's uh, Black History, I think, two years ago at my church. Okay. Well, we're going to let the audience hear this amazing performance. Please. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm over here like serene. I'm trying to someone me I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Patty. That was such a blessing. 
welcome. Thank you very much. In the background there on that day, uh, uh, Soul Sisters, Brenda and I sang together. She was back there in the background, and so was my brother, uh, Robert Henley. Oh, that was your brother. Oh, okay. I knew I saw uh, Brenda, but so that's your brother. And, and your other brother, do you, do you still sing with them, or has he? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, we just did a Christmas special. Uh, that is, uh, I think that's up on uh, at Upchurch too, but it will be on our, um, the Henley's Facebook page in a, in a couple of days. I just haven't uploaded it, but we did a full, because we have a Christmas album. And so every year we kind of revisit it and it's called a Henley holiday. And that's what the uh, uh, video was. It was actually a, a full show, uh, a Henley holiday. Mm-hmm. Uncle Vic, can we take it back to the beginning of, you know, I love hearing that beginning story of when you even learned that you had a voice or could sing. Did, did your parents teach you and your brothers? Uh, my mother sang, uh, my father sang as well. They both sang in the choir, but my mother sang in a group, a trio um, in Chicago. I don't know, your mother may be aware of Dolores Barrett Campbell. Mm. Dolores Baird Campbell and the Campbell sisters were gospel singers at, in Chicago and they well known across the country. And my mother and my two aunts, they were on the same circuit with them and they made a record one time. <laughs> and so they were influences. And the first time I've ever, I ever sang was at church, of course, you know, um, then I just, you know, I, it was my thing. I fell in love with it and I just continued it throughout school and, and it's really interesting because my brothers and I, we really didn't sing together as a unit until they both moved out here uh, oh. many, many years later. Yeah. Both of them were singers and had groups that they were uh, uh, in, uh, in Chicago. And they both went to Grambling and they had groups there that they were singing in, a band and all. And then when they moved out here, we formed our group and uh, started singing as the Henleys. Wow, that's awesome. I love I love hearing that. <laughs> the rest of history, you know, still in the making, still in the making, which to me means legacy. And Let- when I there you go. And, and the positivity posse knows knows me. You know what's behind me and how much this wall means to me. All right. So, you know, this one right here, when Larry Dotson came on, of course, I have to and Wanda and everybody. This is Watt Stack's poster. OK, y'all. Mm-hmm. And, and Miss Patty's legacy has included even the Watt Stacks. Now, come on. Yep. She's in there. Now, let me say this as well, because I don't need. Let me say this as well. Um, the Piperettes. OK. We got a record deal. All right. On Stacks. Right on. Uh, uh, Al Bell came and he signed us up. We were on the same label with your mother. And uh, it, it just, what we weren't to be as a group, obviously. Uh, but um, Stax Records is a, is a part of our uh, legacy as well. And this, this thing here, the watch Stax, it's wow. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing how they, I just went for an acting job. I wasn't really representing the community community. I was an acting job. And so uh, I was to be like a typical person that lived in the neighborhood talking about the riots that had just happened, right? And they said, just start talking. And I did. And then I see they coupled it later when they edited it. Yeah. Your mother <laughs> and your aunt singing. Uh, the precious memories, I think. Peace be still. Yeah. Peace be still. Peace be still. Yeah. So that was wild. No, so <laughs> what a coincidence when I when I put those two things together. I said, oh my goodness. And so then, so at what point did you start singing with with, with Smokey? Because you guys had the record deal after being formed and doing the activism. Well, after that, um we, we never did get to record. And uh it was it was by our choice, actually, I believe. And uh Brenda started singing with Jerry. So she was on the road with him. Uh, before Brenda started doing that, we all sang with um, Roberta Flack. Roberta was our first professional person we ever sang with. And she took us on the road with her a little bit. So, but when the group actually broke up, Brenda was with Jerry, one of my other girlfriends, Susan Conway, she was with, went with Roberta. I came out to California and Dolores started her own career. And she's like a renowned international person that travels around singing all everywhere. Um, 
so when I came out here, um, I, we were, we, uh, it was a million seller. We had gotten advance on the million seller song, Ain't Understanding Mellow, right? So we came out here and we used that to settle in and um, started working with local bands and doing that kind of stuff. And one of the guys in the band that I was working with, it was 11 pieces, I think 13 pieces in this band. And uh, um, he says, look, you know, my, I'm, I'm start getting ready to start singing with Smokey and I think he's gonna need a backup singer. And so I said, yeah, well, give him my name. Now, what had been happening was that uh, Smokey's sister, her name is Rosella Jones, had written, she's a writer and she had written a lot of things. And I had been working with her on some of her songs doing demos. So Smokey had heard me sing, but he didn't know me, right? And then I went and I auditioned for the uh, Civic Light Opera. Uh, um, what is it? Uh, and I did, what was it? Uh, ooh, what is the name of the play? Uh, shoot, I get to, it escapes my mind. Anyway, he came to opening night of that <laughs> and, it, and he heard me sing. Oh God, it's a, it's a very famous play anyway. Uh, he heard me sing that night. So what happened was a, a couple of weeks after that, Marvin Gaye had an audition and it was a cattle call for like, and I went down there and there had to be 500 people there. I'm not exaggerating. Trying to be backup singer for Marvin Gaye. And um, when I get there, I realized that his MD was a good friend of mine from Chicago and uh, Odell Brown. And so Odell said, oh, Patty, oh, hey, don't worry about it. You got it. I, you know, if any, I got anything to say about you guys. I'm like, oh, great. Cause we were broke. We needed money and all that. So uh, we all, we, we all auditioned. It took us five days of auditioning and they broke us up to in five groups of five. And then they said, Marvin's going to come and look at you guys and he'll decide which one he'll pull from here and there. And so he came, he looked at who he wanted. And then they said, we'll call you tomorrow. Now this was a uh, a Wednesday night. So that Thursday, they said, they're going to call you. He says, but if you don't get a call, you know, so I waited all day long. It was midnight when my husband came in and I'm still sitting by the phone waiting for a call from Marvin Gaye. Right. And he says, baby, I don't think they're going to call you. So the next morning I woke up to a phone call and I answered the phone and he says, hello, is this uh, Patty Henley? I said, yes, it is. He says, this is Smokey Robinson. I said, excuse me. I was like, are you kidding? I was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I was joking, right? He says, no. He says, and I'm in a lurch right now because one of my backup singers is going and the other one's going on vacation and I need somebody really right away. Uh, could you come down here and do this? I said, I think so. <laughs> right on. I love that. <laughs> so I ran on down there after I had spent all this, these weeks auditioning and learning Marvin Gaye's book. Yes. Wow. The next day, the next morning, they call it and say, come on down. So and five days later, that that happened, that was on a Friday. That Friday that I went directly to the costumer, had to learn his whole book. Didn't really have to learn how to dance because he's not really a dancer, but I had to learn. <laughs> all of that stuff and that was on a Saturday and that Wednesday night I was on the airplane to Cleveland Ohio to do the first Smokey Robinson show. Right on God. Look at that. Now, what does that say about that one door closed another door open stick to it don't give up. What what inspiration tag can you give us after that story Miss Patty? Well you know you hold on to your dream because your dreams are divine ideas. Your dreams come from the on high, from the, from the higher consciousness realm, right? Mm -hmm. And so regardless of whether or not you have, at first you, you set out your intention. I want to be a singer. I want to be an actor. I want to be an engineer. Whatever that is, you set that intention and then you work toward it. And like I said earlier, sometimes there's a period of adjustment between the request and when you see it actually happening. But during that a period of adjustment, you must stay vigilant and you must not give up. So I didn't go out there saying I'm going to, you know, sing for Smokey Robinson when I get to California, but I went out there and said that I'm going to be a singer and I'm going to be successful. Mm. And that, that theme right there, that divine idea right there is what brought me through because I never let it go. Yes. yes. And we um, are so glad that you never let it go because the legacy, as I'm saying right now, is continuing. 
Please tell us your one woman show, your theatrics. We want to know as much as you can give us today. Please. Well, I, I have a couple of one women shows. One is um, it's called Lift Every Voice. And I usually do it a, 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 a lot around between January, February, March, usually. And it's uh, a version of uh, Black history, you know, in song and, and video uh, with me stick, stuck in the middle of it, kind of like. And uh, Sing America, the other one, was one that got made up specially. And I've really only done that one about four times. Uh, but I made it up, especially when there, I got a request to entertain the Chinese consulate down in uh, the uh, offices downtown here. Mm -hmm. and, I, and so I do that one as well. Uh, then I actually am artist in residence at the Los Angeles Music uh, uh, Center. And I do the role of Harriet Tubman through their arts teach program. And they send me out to schools all over in Los Angeles, Orange County, Ventura County. And I do this play called Letters to Harriet Tubman, where she's sitting on her porch and she's getting letters from people and they're asking questions and she tells stories and sings songs. And then we did a play uh, not too long ago uh, um, called We Sing Della. Uh, and we took that to New Jersey and that was done with, with Brenda Lee. That was my co-writer and my son. Uh, she wrote the, the, the theme song for it. And uh, we took a, a cast of about 10, I think people to uh, New Jersey and did that. And um, then there is the play that Brenda and I have called Friends Like You and Me. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And that, that is a story about our life and how we came together as friends and our journey in civil rights. And um, it is kind of connected to uh, about three years ago, we met a young man whose name is Peter Von Putkammer. Mm -hmm. Peter is a, 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 an Academy Award winning uh, documentary, uh, documentist, I guess that you say, mm -hmm. from Canada. And uh, we got to talking one day at a mutual friends and he, became interested in our story. And he says, wow, this is a story that needs to be told. We want to, I want to help you guys. And so he's been following us around for the last couple of years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> getting footage of this and that and uh, pulling together all kinds of uh, uh, images mm. and photos and video. And he's put it into a, uh, a piece yeah. that we're still working on. Okay. And, uh, but that is our crown jewel. And we're hoping that that will be we're knowing that that will be released this year. There you <laughs> and go. That's called Soul Sisters. Soul Sisters. Soul oh, Wendy. Wendy. Do we? Do we? Well, you know, I know that I believe we have a little clip of of Soul Sisters. Do we want to see a little Please. bit of that? Awesome. Yep. Oh, that this might so be exciting. the trailer. I think you have the trailer. Yeah. Yes. Oh, a, a bit of the trailer. Absolutely. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the trailer of Soul Sisters. <clears throat> This is a beautiful day. It is a day of black people taking care of black people's business. Today on this program you will hear gospel and rhythm and blues. I am somebody. I was introduced to protest and to riots and to picketing and marching. I was young, I was eager to make a change. So when it came to marching and, and, and freedom songs and, and trying to make a difference in the world, I was all for it. Dr. King came here in the fall of 65 and he gave me the assignment to direct Operation Bread Basket, the economic arm of SCLC. And we began to use boycotts sometimes to get the attention. We get the worst product, and I'm talking about in grocery stores, in supermarkets. They would think nothing of putting meats out that had corroded. Just things that would make your children sick. You can do so much to try to change the heart of another, but when you hit them in the pocketbook, you hit them with their God, which is often money, changes can be made. We helped elect the first African-American mayors of the country. Soundtrack of the 70s was the 
Piper Reds. Now there was Rosa, there was Malcolm, there was MLK Saying it out loud There was a soulful sound of James Brown Telling us to be black and proud And country preacher inspired the pride for the run He taught us how to give a damn Because we are the children of the most high The great I am, I am, because I am Somebody, somebody you can't He shared this one thing in life that when we hear certain words that hurt, you know what words I'm talking about. And you accomplish something. And that will always be on our hearts. And y'all my role model now. First of all, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know that I'm saying it for so many others who are watching this right now. I want to thank you for your dedication. I want to thank you for making a part of your life's journey the, the betterment of our life's journey. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for your sacrifice. I want to thank you for your artistry. I want to thank you for your mentorship to those who may not even know that you may not even know you've mentored in your own way and in your journey. Miss Patty, you're a blessing. You're a soldier. And I thank you. Thank you for you. Much respect. Much respect. Yes. Thank you Wendy? for having me. Yeah, I'm over here fighting back some tears, but uh, I would definitely say. <clears throat> Of all the things that you that that you're doing, actress, vocalist, producer, writer, what would you feel is your favorite if you could choose? Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Um, the I'll say the easiest thing is singing. Mm. Because that just happens all the time. You never, I just may be singing at any time. I, I, I scold my granddaughter because she sings all the time. <laughs> yeah. She's in class, you know, being homeschooled and she's humming. I said, you know, Kalina, you're singing. Do you know you're singing? <laughs> so, you know, I've always said that if I never got paid and I had to stand on the corner with a Tim cup, I would sing because that's my, that was my first love. But I enjoy all of it. The writing and doing the video work that I'm doing right now, it's very self-absorbing. It's, it's, it's kind of a, an alone thing, but I become very, very entrenched in it. It's, it's very absorbing. Yeah. And um, I enjoy that as well. I really do. So I, it's hard, but singing probably would be first. Ah, okay, I just, I just had to ask. I love that. <laughs> Well, I'd like to put it out there before we close and, and, and put a, a, a fish hook claim in it that please keep us posted on Soul Sisters. We'd love to have you and Sister Brenda back together, oh, you know, yes. and, uh, and, and, and have you two queens give us that love, you know, that love togetherness on camera. Yes. Think about that for us, please. please. Sure, we would love to. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's nothing else I ha I can say that you, by positivity posse, haven't felt like Wendy and I felt today. Um, you heard a story. You heard a journey of uh, of a queen of dedication, a queen of soul. And you know those terms are put out there: soul sister, soul queen. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it word for word. What that really means, and what that really takes to have that label, you dig? And a lot of other terms like diva this, diva that, those are terms, but in a lot of ways, what you heard today, which exemplifies and personifies soul sister, means that it's a dedication of someone's mind, body, and soul, who they are. And the words and the, uh, that, that Miss Patty gave us today, the clips of her singing today, her interpretation of song, it's there. It's no question about it. That legacy is continuing through the efforts of Miss Patty Henley. Positivity Posse, we love you. 
And we thank you every single time. And I say it every time because we're thankful. Without you, um, you know, it would be us still. And we'd still be doing it on the phone, calling each other, giving each other encouragement, you know. But we're glad that we you've allowed us to welcome you in with us. And you've welcomed us with you. That connection of positivity is being made around the world. And we thank you, Positivity Posse. And we're dedicated to continue bringing you these stories every Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 4 o'clock on the East Coast, and, and, and just sharing what we can share to remind each other that it's always something we can smile about. There's always a blessing to count. This has been an incredibly heavy week for myself, my family, and even others of you watching. But this one hour or so that we're together, we can encourage each other. We can learn something about living and loving for each other and then sending it to somebody else. So don't forget, subscribe to that Victor Brooks YouTube channel. Go to our channel, subscribe, and, 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 and continue the journey with us, y'all. And as I say every week, come on back and get some of this positivity on you, y'all. Take a bath in it. Take a shower in it. Scuba dive in it. Skinny dip in it. We don't care. Just jump in that pool of positivity. And when you come out, sprinkle it on everybody that you can, because that's what it's all about. We love you. And we'll see you next time on The Victor Brooks Show.